All right, my art teacher friends, this is week five of the Project Matrix, which is really week three due to unforeseen circumstances. But hey, that's a whole previous podcast. (laughs) So I want to give you an update about the good and the gooder. (laughs) Hey, I'm your host, Ian Sands, and this is Make Artists. So I'm going to give you an update of what happened this week, and I think it's pretty cool stuff going on here, but before I do, let me just give a little overview for those who may not be familiar with what the Project Matrix is. Basically, the Project Matrix is a new way of working and looking at the artistic process, the old artistic process, those four phases of a process where students make art. We changed it around a little bit, and here's what we're doing differently. Number one, we start with the first phase, identify, and with identify, we are asking students to individually customize a learning target. So they start with a learning target and then they customize it for what they want to learn that week. They identify what they want to learn. That's number one. Once they identify it, and this kind of works together, they explore their idea. So let's say their idea is they want to work with new materials and they decided they want to work with oil pastels, which is my go-to example. And then they're going to explore oil pastels. They're going to run through some tutorials, play around with it, mess around with it, experiment with it, whatever it takes, get to learn some new skills and techniques using that material because that was their learning target. Number three, they're going to apply it. At this point, we ask them, Go create original work of art. You might have copied something when you were doing the tutorial. That's cool. Maybe you made an oil pastel apple, right? Okay, so you learned some new techniques. Now go do something original. An original work of art, you're going to apply it. And last, we're going to ask you to reflect on what you did. Did you meet your individualized learning target and how? So that is the Project Matrix in a nutshell. How did I get in this nutshell? And you can go back and listen to previous podcasts and learn more about it when I go into a lot more detail. But I just wanted to give you the overview. So what's going on this week? Well, I'll tell you what, it's going swimmingly. I, I'm very surprised. I'm going to tell you, in general, I was having this conversation with Ms. Belter, the other teacher today, and I was saying, for the most part, I would say maybe two kids in each class it's not working for. And those two kids aren't the kind of kids I'm talking about where it's like, well, I can't think of anything. Mr. Sands, give me an idea. And I say, draw a turtle. And they say, I don't want to draw a turtle. And I'm like, well, what'd you ask me for in the first place? I'm talking about the kids who are just like putting their heads down and just want to play on their phones. And no matter how many times I go up to them and say, hey, you know, you want to do this? You want to try this? You want to try that? They're just like, yeah, yeah. And then they, they're just yesing me. They don't really want to. So there is that small, small fraction. But I think that happens in any class. And overall, I've had more of that in the past than I'm having now. It's a really small fraction. Maybe one or two kids are doing poorly with the project matrix everybody else the 98 percent of the class is banging it out i mean incredibly well and let me give you some examples of why i say that they're writing their individualized learning targets i can go up to them and i can say hey what's your learning target they can pull it out and they can say hey i wanted to try new things i wanted to take risks i want to collaborate whatever it is and i can say well how are you going to do that well i'm working on this i'm working with that person i'm doing this thing and i'm like wow that's cool like if an admin walked in and said what's your learning target and they could give it to them the admin would be like i'd be getting some nice little marks there on my my professional development plan, right? So anyway, that's not what it's about. Come on, let's have fun. What it's about is these kids figuring out what they want to make, identifying it and exploring it and learning some new techniques. And I'm going to say they are doing it above and beyond what I could ever do as a traditional art teacher. I'm going to give you three examples. Number one, had a group of girls in my fourth period class. I don't know where they learned this from. I knew they had done it one time before in art one. They're in my art two class. 
and they came in and uh, started making these dinosaurs. So what they were doing was they were cutting out cardboard um, in different shapes, basically. Like one shape might have the head and some of the legs and the body. Another piece might just be the body. It's hard to explain on a podcast. But they were making these cardboard um, cutout dinosaurs and gluing them together so they had form. And then they were taking these forms of dinosaurs and wrapping them with yarn. And the the yarn would get wrapped real tight so it almost became look like a stuffed animal, like a little plushy toy. And then they would glue like little pom-poms on its back to make scales, little googly eyes. And they were really cute and pretty outstanding. And so they were doing that on their own. Well, another group of kids saw these dinosaurs. And I'm not talking from the same class. I'm talking from other class, like my first period class, my third period class. And they were like, Mr. Sands, what, you know, what is that? And I would show it to them and say, it's little dinosaur and then they cut out cardboard and stuff like that and they'd be like man how do they do that and i'm like i don't know i wasn't making the, it wasn't my project right and but what was happening was they were they would start to look at the dinosaur and they started to figure it out they started to reverse engineer how these students in one class were doing it and they started doing it in the other classes and it was kind of comical because the original dinosaur girls were like well they're not really very original <laughs> and it isn't apply about creating original work of art but i was impressed because they were learning and figuring out how to make these dinosaurs on their own by reverse engineering nearing what they saw that's problem solving right there right that's that's what art's all about they didn't they didn't look look let me back up if i had been a traditional teacher how would this project have been taught let me tell you here's how it would have gone down i would have been like hey class today we're all going to make cardboard dinosaurs wrapped in yarn yeah mr sands that's my favorite thing i love dinosaurs wrapped in yarn i knew you all would because i like dinosaurs wrapped in yarn so i knew you'd all like it everyone likes everything that i like because i'm the teacher yeah mr sands you're right yay all right everybody i made a pattern for you of a dinosaur uh, it's a stegosaurus because i like stegosauruses the best so i want you all to cut out these shapes using this cardboard cut out seven pieces each they must be exactly seven pieces no more no less yay mr sands now what well the next thing you have to do is glue them together okay which pieces do we put we'll put that piece on top of that and put number seven last okay mr sands we're doing it great now everybody you get a choice of color yarn you can either have the green yarn or the red yarn for those adventurous students there's two choices yay mr sands we're all gonna stick with green all right take your yarn Glue it on the end, on the tail, and start wrapping from the tail up to the... F- and that's how it would have gone. I could go on. I could just, this is so much fun to do this. <laughs> I could just do this all day long. But that's how it would have gone. It would have been like me having picked the project for everybody in the class, explaining to them how to do it, and then having them do it. But they weren't identifying what they wanted to do. I was doing that. They weren't exploring anything. I explored everything. They weren't reverse engineering anything. I was figuring it all out in that scenario, that imaginary scenario I was just describing. All they were doing was putting it together. And I won't even say that's applying. I'll say that's just assembling. They would be assembling it. And then they could tell me, they could reflect on it and tell me what a great job they did of assembling it. These kids were figuring it out on their own. I don't know how to make a dinosaur. I don't know how to do it. I mean, I could reverse engineer and figure it out. I'm smart enough, but... These kids are doing it on their own. So that, to me, is knocking it out of the park. Number two, I had an AP student who was doing landscapes as his AP project. He was doing these different landscapes. And he thought to myself, you know, he thought to himself, I've got to do a Bob Ross. If I'm going to do landscapes, I'm going to have to do a Bob Ross. So I gave him some oil paints and he watched some Bob Ross videos and he figured it out. He's like, okay. And then he's taken that further now. That wasn't his project to make Bob Ross's. It was just that he was going to figure out how Bob Ross did it so he could could continue and take it further. That's cool because that's what AP is all about. 
But some kids saw him doing the Bob Ross paintings and they were like amazed because Bob Ross paintings look cool, right? And he was he was knocking it out of the park too. So they were like, hey, can you show me how to do that? And the, and he was like, yeah, come on, I'll show you how to do it. And he started walking them step by step how to do oil paintings, the smaller oil paintings, and how to do these Bob Ross landscapes. I've got like 10 of them in my classroom in the hall right now. I've got all these mountains and uh, happy little trees. <laughs> but the point is that I did, I showed him, how, basically I showed him, here's the oil paint, here's the difference. You don't use water, use turpentine, have fun. That was about the extent of the conversation I had with him because he was AP. He explained everything else to them. I wasn't sitting down teaching all the class how to do oil paintings he was doing it and i'll give you another example of something that's happening with that right now that even goes further in that sort of vein there's a couple of girls who started crocheting i don't know how to croquette i've never done it um, but they started crocheting and they were making gosh i don't even know what they were making sock puppets sweaters scarves hats just just doing these these things and then one of the girls well i'll get to that in a minute the, some of the girls saw them doing it and were like how do you do that and i was like I don't know how to do it. Let's go ask them. So I brought them over to that girl and I said, can you show them? The next thing you know, this girl had four girls sitting around her, including herself there, in a little circle and she's showing them all how to cro crochet and knit or whatever it's called. I don't know, crocheting. See, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I know nothing about knitting, crocheting, yarn or anything. I only know how to wrap a dinosaur in yarn that's cardboard. I don't know how to do this. But this girl was showing four other kids how to do it. And that's what Tab's all about. You know, it wasn't, they wanted to learn that and they were totally down with it so here's their learning target ready to go they're exploring it because she's showing them and now they're going to take what they learned and make their own thing another girl in the class figured out how to use like a loom one so she was making these i don't even know like tubes and then she was sealing up the tube and making stuffed animals out of them making penguins and she made an army she has made an army of penguins and now i've got a whole bunch of people who want to learn how to make an army of penguins so uh, i've i've had to counter all this i was i will say that for the dinosaurs i had to make uh, I, there was an army of dinosaurs all these dinosaurs they made so i i made an arm i made a bunch of asteroids I'm like, I want to make some cardboard asteroids because I don't need your army of dinosaurs taking over my arm. So when I saw the the I saw the penguins coming, I was like, what you know, what can I do? And someone was like, well, what if you made some seals? And I'm like, yeah, that's I'm gonna make some seals to take care of those penguins start getting out of control. And then they were like, what what about the seals get out of control? So now I'm working on an army of um, polar bears, but I got under I got under control. So that is what is happening, and that is the good and the gooder. That is beyond you know anything. I've got 98% of the class banging it out. I've got kids teaching other kids. I've got kids problem solving reverse engineering it's going really well let me mention grading why not it'll be fun we've still got a couple minutes so how do I like grading all this well let me let me back up to how I have graded in the past when I've done engagement grading now with engagement grading it was pretty simple like uh, I was looking at basically participation she can't say that no grading you can't say participation say great engagement yeah engagement so i was looking to see if they were engaged and basically if a student comes in on monday and he works tuesday wednesday thursday friday he gets a 98 because he's been working all week and i feel like if you were going through the, f the five phase the four phases five days a week that you deserve the 98 because you were learning through the process no matter what but when we switched over to this project matrix I wanted to incorporate that concept that comes from being able to prove uh, that, that you, the project-based learning type of stuff. I wanted them to be able to prove that they had done something in the project and learned to it. And in order to do that in a project-based model, it would be more like saying, how did you hit your target? How did you hit your learning target? So I wanted to 
apply that as well. So I thought, how can I do this and like layer it? In my, uh, when I get observed, it says something like, you know, the teacher was able to do this, and then there's other boxes under it, and this, and this, and this. And if you get all the boxes, it moves up to the next one. And the teacher could do this, and this, and this, and this. And the teacher could do this, and this, and this. And it keeps going until you're an exceptional teacher, right? Whatever it is at the end from, um, I'm going to get fired to, I'm the greatest thing on the planet Earth. Um, so you want to get greatest thing on the planet Earth, but you know, you're working up towards it always. So I wanted to incorporate that concept with my grading. So I went to the kids and I said, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to grade you on engagement. So if you come in Monday and you work through Friday, you have been engaged fully all week. And that's a 78. So you can come in here all week and work and you get a 78. If you don't, you're going to get a 58 because that means you didn't do anything all week, right? You're just hanging out and not doing anything. So you're going to get a 58 if you're not fully engaged. You're going to get a 78 if you're fully engaged. Then I'm going to apply that theory. You did this and this and this. So were you fully engaged and you completed the project matrix on paper? You completed your learning. You individualized your learning target. You explored and, and, and learn something new, you applied it in an original piece of art, and now you're reflecting on it and can explain to me how you met your learning target. And really, we just have a piece of paper, a printout that we give them. You can go see it. Go to theartportal.weebly.com. That's theartportal.weebly.com. And if you go to reflect, I think I have a link to just a word. It's a simple word document with four little boxes. There's four questions and they fill it out each day. Monday, they put their learning target in. Tuesday, they can write the, the videos they explored or whatever they did to explore. Then they write down in the third box what they're working on, how they're applying it. And then on Friday, they just write how they met their learning target. And if the project goes more than a week, that's fine. They just write, here's how I'm meeting my learning target. I haven't met it yet, but I'm meeting it. If they do that, they're fully engaged all week and they complete that form and they can show me that they met their learning target. Boom, 98. So I got a whole bunch of 98s because the kids are doing the form. They're totally engaged. They're super excited about all this stuff's going on. Uh, this is probably, for me, the most successful part of tab or way to roll out tab that I've had yet. That, and that's saying a lot because I've had some really successful moments before, but for whatever reason, this one is really going well. Now, like I said, does that mean everyone is? No, I've got those one or two kids in each class who would rather play on their phones, but those kids are playing on their phones in other classes too. So I think that might be a whole other issue we need to address. So that is what's going on in the tab room. I think I'll add that I have started layering, we've, we've started layering um, other things on top of all this as well. Uh, and what I mean by that is on Mondays, we've always introduced units. I'm still doing that. This unit, uh, the first last week before we introduced a unit just on contour line drawings. And I had the kids do two contour line drawings of their hands, a blind contour and a regular contour line drawing. And then they started their project matrix for the week. This week I introduced um, shading, value and shading, and just talked about how you want to use a full range of value. And I showed them a value scale and I showed them photographs or images of art that some that didn't use a full range of value and some that did so that they would understand that, you know, if they're doing pencil drawings, they want to have that full range. And we're doing that. So every, so I think next, um, Next Monday, I think we're going to do color theory. I'm going to start talking about different color theory. So we're introducing skills and stuff, just kind of layering it on top of the stuff that they're doing. And on Wednesday, we've started introducing artists of the week. So when I did the contour line drawing, I, I showed, because uh, we did hands, contour line drawing of hands, I showed the artist uh, Guido Daniel, who was Daniels, Guido Daniels. He does hand painting. He paints on hands. So I just thought that was fun. Like, you know, you did, uh, you did your hands on Monday, so I wanted to show you an artist who paints on hands. And I'm trying to keep the artists each week that kind of relate to 
it in some way. So I'm gonna be layering that on top too. So there's still some instruction there. Um, on top of their individual learning targets and stuff, there's still some time when I'm doing some um, in front of the class doing the teacher thing, but it's not long. I think it's kind of the five minute demo. It's the high school version of the five minute demo because I probably go more like, you know, 10, 15 minutes to explain a little PowerPoint and everyone sits and watches and, and, and they itch because they're like, just let me get to my art. Just let me get to my art. I just want to get to my project, <laughs> which is great too. So anyway, that's what we're laying around top there. That's a lot. You had enough? That's plenty, right? Um, so go and make some artists. Okay.